Um, you were trained overseas, your education was overseas, your first job was overseas. A lot of Africans that I speak to who've been trained overseas find it difficult to go home and have credibility with the local people. They feel that they have been, they're out of touch in some regard. How have you been able to make that transition so seamlessly and to be so well received by the Nigerians? Well, first of all, I'm proud of any Nigerian, any African who's been trained abroad and decides to go home because we need all the talents we can get. And yes, it's not easy. The first thing is not to have an attitude that people are going to welcome you with open arms because that's not the way it is. So fitting in, whether it's uh, culture-wise, rest-wise, was not so difficult. But the other thing was to also say to myself, don't expect people to be there waiting for you with open arms. Because people are people, they say, well, we've been here, you know, you know, we've been here toughing it out. Who does she think she is to waltz in from World Bank or the U.S. and think she knows more than us and she's, and the attitude still exists. You know, there are still people who resent that. But, you know, for me, I am mindful of it, so I, I'm humble. You know, I'm grateful. I feel it's an honor, even though my job is really tough. <laughs> 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 Don't put up with mediocrity, but be patient with the lack of institutional capacity to do things. Be patient with people's attitudes that may not necessarily be grateful to you. And just encourage yourself every day because people may not encourage you. <laughs> and, just, and then just be single-minded. And if, if anybody has a problem with that, it's their problem. That's the way I, I feel. You know, the same with being a woman. If you have a problem with me being a woman and trying to do things, it's your problem. It's not mine. I'm going to be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> you raised four successful children with a career that has known no bounds. What advice do you have for women trying to accomplish the same thing? Wow. Teresa, sometimes I wonder how I did it. <laughs> Especially at the World Bank where I was traveling so much. But I have to say that um, work-life balance, I'm not the best example. Because I, I think I may have tilted a lot to work. But what happened? Why did my children who are wonderful, lovely human beings in their own right. I know I'm totally biased, but they are good human <laughs> beings. They are good human beings. It's not about whether they are brilliant or not, as people say. I had a husband, a spouse, who really felt that it was also his job to help raise these children. And I had a very supportive family, you know, both on both sides. Both his parents and my parents, you know, pitched in at various times. But above all, I, I give him a lot of credit. Because he, he's a neuro, he trained as a neurosurgeon, he's a surgeon a bit in the U.S. When he came to join me, he, he became an emergency physician, most of all, and was very busy working at nights. But he gave so much, you know, so together we had, we were lucky, we had a similar philosophy with raising our children, so that made it easy. We had a similar philosophy with regard to finances. You pay your bills first, and if anything is left over, you get nice clothes, a holiday. <laughs> you have a lot to be very proud of. I am. I'm a lot to be, I not, not just proud, I have a lot to be very thankful for. 
and a lot to be humble about. You know, I don't think that you just wake up and achieve all these things on your own. I've also had very tight situations in my life. You know, I'm a cancer survivor. No, I did not know that. Yes, and uh, you know, I share, counsel a, a lot of people who have had 12 years now, okay. cancer-free. But you know, it was a rough time of my life, you know, I for three years, I had two surgeries, uh, chemo for months, uh, radio, you name it. And uh, my husband said to me at the time, you know, those with an optimistic approach are the ones who survive, since he's a physician. And he said, you're an optimist by nature. <laughs> you know, sometimes too optimistic. You, you make it, just keep fighting. So I've gone through that. And you know, it was pretty late stages when it was discovered. Mm -hmm. And again, that made me believe, wow, you know, we just found out by chance, you know, and um, it was colorectal cancer. And, you know, then I felt, wow, this was really late and I'm, I managed to beat it. I must give back more. And I'm saying all this because people kind of wonder, you know, why did she leave the World Bank to go and do this? You know, there are people who didn't want me to work in this administration. And you have to know a person and their life. So I keep feeling that I'm meant to give back. And a way to, for me to, to give back is to is if I'm given the opportunity, which I have been, to say, use your talent to try and do something good for the country. I try to do that. That's really what it's about, this issue of being given a second chance. So I feel I'm blessed um, and that I should be humble, and I am, and, and that it's by God's grace, really, you know, that one is able to achieve that and lots of support from family who believe in you.